in days for as little as 50 cents a serving and you buy the seeds. So if there's any question, people have questions about food safety. So I dedicated two years on working on two peer-reviewed published papers, one on sprout microbial safety, a reappraisal of after a quarter century. And we looked at all data from illnesses, outbreaks, hospitalizations, and deaths across all food types, meat, chicken, fish, dairy, fruit, produce, and sprouts. And the conclusion of this peer-reviewed paper was that sprouts were as safe, if not safer, than all these other food categories, just not well known. The next paper we looked at is how could you make them even safer? So if there was something that's coming out of the field, it could have animal contamination, could be fecal matter, it could be dirt, could be anything. And one of the things is what could you do to take those seeds that came out of the field and properly clean them? So I partnered with University of California at Santa Cruz to study what could we do to disinfect the seeds and different practices to reduce yeast, mold, fungus, and bacteria while producing homegrown sprouts. And both of these papers are available for free, you know, on the internet and they're able to be used. So if we look at just kind of recapping a little bit, sprouts are affordable. They are nutrient dense. They are fast growing and they are delicious. And what most people do not know, and I'm sharing with you, is that every benefit of the whole food plant-based diet can be achieved by eating sprouts. Sprouts contain micronutrients, phytonutrients, polyphenols, bioflavonoids, antioxidants, prebiotics, all amino acids, all essential amino acids, meaning the essential amino acids are amino acids that the body cannot make on its own. They're exogenous um, amino acids. They are all within, within sprouts. So on that note, I want to open up to questions and see um, how I can help you on your sprout journey. So I'm going to stop sharing my screen and open up. Michael, are you back? I am back, Doug. All right. So I guess now it will, uh, we'll uh, officially begin our Q and A. So uh, I just want to go over a few things with, uh, for the audience sake, um, with regarding uh, questions, but, but before I get to that, um, your, your book, where would you recommend someone go to get it? I recommend going to your local bookseller and asking them for the book and most the local booksellers get new books in every two to three days. So within a week, they could get it. I love supporting local booksellers. If you've got one instant gratification, you can order it online from Amazon. The book is on Audible from a um, audio uh, perspective. And it's also an ebook available on Kindle and other e-readers. So very available and 
One of the reasons why I went with a major publisher is to get the distribution. The Spanish translation of the book will be out all's well by the end of this year. So very big milestone to translate the book into Spanish. Right. So with that, for, for the audience, um, I just want to go over a couple of things regarding the, uh, the Q&A. Um, we don't take questions directly from the chat. What we do is we raise our hand in Zoom. If you're not familiar with that process, what you need to do is go to the reactions button, uh, which is located the second to the right button on the bottom of the Zoom window. And then you'll select the raise hand function from the, the menu that pops up. Um, and when I call on you, just state where uh, where you're from and ask your question. And we just ask that questions are brief and on topic. Um, I just want to ask you a couple of questions before we we open up to the audience. Um, you know, one of the things I think um, as people get into any sort of new modality is um, it's a little overwhelming. They don't know how to do it. Sprouts, I think, you know, you kind of pointed out in America, they're not well-known. So people don't know how, how to eat them. Perhaps they're familiar with the mung bean, you know, sprouts that, that are common in the supermarket. Um, how do you go about getting them into your diet? Do you, you throw them into a salad? Do you add oil, vinegar, you know, do you have a big bowl of sprouts? How, how do you, how, how the ideal way to eat them, how would you suggest that Doug? Well, in my world, the ideal way to eat them is to add them to whatever dish you're having. And if you are wanting to lose weight, you can eat them plain and understand that if you are hungry, you will eat plain sprouts. If you're not hungry and means you probably want to eat and it's a craving, it's not hunger. So that, that being said, sprouts make a great substitute for baby green lettuces uh, in a salad. Sprouts make a great addition to any wrap. Sprouts can be a great addition to a soup. And as a matter of fact, you can use sprouts as the base for the soup and use the soup as a dressing over the sprouts. So you could get even more of that. Um, you can use sprouts to make dips. So garbanzo beans, like I, I have a recipe where I take sprouted garbanzo beans, two day old and an organic pickle with a little bit of the pickle brine and I blend it and I'm making a raw fermented hummus. So using the pickle and the brine and the natural sauce from the pickle juice are making the dip. And then I use that and I scoop other sprouts into it. So it's like sprouts on sprouts. Um, you can juice the sprouts. So you're getting very high concentrated, like what they do at Hippocrates. They're juicing wheatgrass, but they're also juicing other sprouts. And sprouts are extremely concentrated. From a nutritional perspective, sprouts can contain 20 to 100 times the phytonutrient, micronutrient content of their mature vegetables. And then of course, you can blend the sprouts into a smoothie. And I love using sprouts as an alternative to protein powders in the case of a smoothie. I love using sprouts as an alternative to a multivitamin in a very 
precise way of looking at how you can grow um, your own vitamins and minerals. And there are dedicated dishes um, that you can make. And that's why there's 40 recipes in my book, including a recipe from a Michelin star chef um, using sprouts. So my purpose is to educate people to the potential, but to go back to the beginning, sprouts are vegetables and they will almost take on whatever flavor, whatever um, seasoning you put on them. And the, the recipe that you mentioned, is that found in your book with the pickle? That's juice? actually, that's a recipe. I It's up on, on my Instagram at Doug Evans, and I'm happy to put a link on it. And I actually did that when I came to New York and I went on Good Day New York with Rosanna Scotto and I did it right there. So you can find it on the Fox 5. I can't believe I'm saying Fox, but I went on Fox 5 News um, to share um, my journey about sprouting. There's a lovely six minute segment where I do a live demo of the um, sprouted chickpea hummus. And you mentioned adding them to soup. Do you want to add them at the end so they don't actually cook? Is there any sort of like you want to eat these raw? Is there any sort of loss of nutrients if you cook them? Whenever you cook things, the first thing that leaves is the water and the moisture content and then some of the early vitamins. So I would add them later on. And it's funny when you say soup in my world, I've been so out of it. Like all my soups are raw, like raw gazpachos and other things. So I'm adding them there. But if you're adding them to a hot soup, they actually hold their substance as long as you're not, you know, cooking them on the pot. So you can add them to a hot soup and they'll they'll maintain their structure and integrity. Right. Can you go through the exact the exact step-by-step process that a, a seed in nature would grow into a plant that would then provide a new seed? to plant, to start the cycle over again? How, how does that work? And then where do you, and then I guess it's just the, the seed, you just take the seed and you're sprouting the seed. So if you can go through that process, you know, as much detail as would be appropriate here. And then um, and then where is the where is the thing that we're taking to sprout coming from? Michael, that is such a great question. So if we were to start with, organic broccoli seeds. If you were to take the broccoli seeds and you put them in a jar, and usually I put in two tablespoons of broccoli seeds into a glass jar, like a mason jar, and you add a cup of water and you let those seeds sit for five hours or eight hours or overnight, the seeds are pretty resilient so they can have some latitude. Then you strain off that extra water and then you rinse them again because the process of soaking and rinsing is removing the phytic acid, the trypsins, the lectins, and the enzyme inhibitors. And it's triggering this seed to germinate. Then you take that jar and you invert it so that the extra water and moisture drains out and you have the seeds sitting in there that have been well moistened, moistened, but not immersed in water. 
So they're now able to sequester carbon from the atmosphere and air oxygen, and they will start to germinate. And then twice a day, ideally 12 hours apart, you will then take the jar and rinse them, soak them, strain out the extra water. At the end of a seven-day period, two tablespoons of broccoli seeds will grow into five to seven or more cups of broccoli sprouts. Wow. Now, those broccoli sprouts are growing from the internal endosperm and embryo inside of the seed. So a seed is a complete living organism. And by watering them and draining them, you're germinating, also known as sprouting the seed. But now, because there's no soil, there's no fertilizer being used, and you will then eat that sprout. If you want to then take that sprout and have it continue its growth cycle, you would transport it into soil. And when it's in soil, you would add your fertilizer and the minerals, and you would continue watering it and nurturing it. And it will grow from a sprout to a microgreen, and then will begin to become a mature a broccoli plant. And at the appropriate time, depending on many factors, you will transport it from the soil in your little nursery as a seedling and a sproutling into the soil. And then in about six months of watering it appropriately, you will have garden stage broccoli, like full broccoli florets. If you don't eat the florets, you can resist the temptation of eating the plant. The next cycle will be the broccoli will flower. And then from the flower, uh, the broccoli will fruit and have pods. And inside those pods, we'll have hundreds of seeds. And that is the cycle of sprout life. Wow. Okay. All right. So um, normally when people think about sprouts, I'm sorry, when people think about plants and farming, they think about the nutrients coming from the soil. Yes. Right? Potassium, nitrogen, and and, uh, and phosphorus. And, you know, and then all the other, you know, 60 or so, you know, uh, um, elements that we're supposed to have in the soil in order to have healthy plants. But this is taking a seed, putting it in water and sprouting it without any of that. Where do the nutrients come from in the, uh, in the seed and to sprout? It's a great question. So sprouts are a miracle of nature. And the, the numbers don't add up. Like if you take the seed and you take the water, what you get in the seven days is an exponent of them. So they're growing. Within the seed itself, the endosperm and the embryo has fuel, has minerals, very concentrated, finite amount 
of these minerals, of this energy source and store, and they will grow. But they only have like a rocket, like they only have enough fuel to take them for this one week. And after that week, if you do not eat them, they will start to decline and they will degrade and shrivel up and and die. And so for the first week, nature's cheat code gave the sprouts the energy to be fully sovereign, fully autonomous, to be able to grow, to withstand like the birthing period. So it's very, very ethereal and very magical what happens in that progression from seed to plant. 